I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to The Eurotrip, the world's favorite Eurovision podcast. So hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Eurotrip podcast, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast, with me, Rob, or should that be Super Rob, today. We'll explain why in a moment. You probably already know if you uh, have been keeping across the Melody Grand Prix song announcements, because that is exactly why we're here. We are here with a bonus episode to analyse, to discuss, to talk about the songs and artists that could be representing, or one of them will be, representing Norway at the Eurovision Song Contest in Malmö. Regular listeners will know, normally I'm alongside my learned colleague and friend, Mr James Rowe. But joining us for this bonus episode, a man that joined us for Eurovision Week in Liverpool. It's his first appearance on the podcast since then. Hello, Callum Rowe. Callum, how are you? Hello, I was going to say hello, Rob, but it's hello, Super Rob, as we've been calling you for the past couple of days. Uh, I'm very well. Um, It's very exciting to have Melody Grand Prix back. I think for me, it's sort of the unofficial start of Eurovision season. I know we've had a couple of selections taking place in December already, but now we're in the new year. It seems like Eurovision season is well and truly upon us. And I'm so excited to get into it. So for new listeners or anyone that didn't join us in in Liverpool or for anyone that needs a reminder, uh, Callum, you are the man that does all of our brilliant stuff over on Eurotrippodcast.com. So all of our exclusive stories on there. They're all written up and delivered in a beautiful package by Callum. He puts a little bow on them and then sends them out to the world. And uh, we should say that James isn't here because James is otherwise engaged doing something very, very important, which you will hear in a few days' time. That is all I will say about that. Uh, Callum, what are your initial thoughts then of the Melody Grand Prix lineup? The songs that will be competing to represent Norway in 2024. Where are we at? You said it's the unofficial start of the Eurovision season for you. Is it a good start? Definitely. 100% it is a good start. Uh, like I said, yeah, Melody Grand Prix is is a, is a starting moment for Eurovision season. And NRK are starting off with a bit of a fireworks display for us. What have we got? We've got three returning Eurovision artists from Norway in this year's edition. We've got 
four other Melody Grand Prix returning artists as well. We've got a robot. We've got an Australian who's part of the show this year. There's quite a lot to work through, isn't there, Rob? Yeah, there certainly is. We will do our best to do that over the next little while on today's bonus episode. Callum, I enjoy that you put an Australian and a robot almost on equal terms there, as if they are both one and the same. Well, they are competing on a level playing field, so we've got to give them as much attention as each other. Yeah, Super Rob, should we? can, can we talk about this already? Because I'm excited to talk about Super Rob. I think you are as well, right? I think this is the song that everyone is talking about when it comes to Melody Grand Prix 2024. So before we talk about it, let's have a very quick listen. So this is Super Rob and Erica Norwich with My AI. Callum, where do we start? Because this is... I actually... I'll tell you where we start. We start with a quote that came from my wife. I played her this song earlier on, and she said, that sounds very Eurovision. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know if it's either of those things. I just think it's such an interesting thing. Um, yeah, let, I mean, let's start off with Erica Norwich, who is, who is part of this duo who are trying to represent Norway. She... Um, tried to represent Norway at Eurovision back in 2020, but she did get knocked out in one of the heats uh, of Melody Grand Prix that year. So she's not uh, she's not a new name to the competition, that's for sure. But Super Rob is. Now, we should say Super Rob is, I mean, he's a robot. He is AI enhanced, I think we could probably say. For anyone that hasn't seen the pictures, he is, I mean, well... A robot, obviously, but he's probably your stereotypical robot. He looks a bit transformery. If anyone have seen, if anyone's seen the Transformer films, he's bright pink as well, I think, isn't he? But he's massive. He's bright pink. He's about. I'm, I'm looking at a photo of him and Erica stood next to each other now. Um, let's say conservatively, she maybe is five and a half foot. Uh, he must be nearing on ten foot. Um, he is a he's a stereotypical looking robot. He does have a songwriting credit on on the song as well. I don't know how exactly that works. Um, I really don't know what else to say about it. I have listened to the song. It it goes at a million miles an hour, and I think. It, yeah, it, it is what Melody Grand Prix needs, right? I think this is going to be the one that stands out, right? This is going to be the one that gets all the headlines and already is across social media as well. I've seen loads of people talking about this. And Callum, just before we start recording, I surprised you with the heavily rumoured identity of Super Rob. Do you want to fill us in? Yeah, you did take me by surprise a little bit earlier because I had no idea about this whatsoever. But apparently, we should say apparently, I mean, we, we do think this is true, but Super Rob is Gauta Ormason, who I think we all know at this point was Jim from Subwoofer. He just loves being behind a mask. So there you go. If that is true then that man loves a, I was going to say, joke Eurovision entry, and that's not true because Subwoofer were not a joke Eurovision entry, Callum, and you being a big fan of Subwoofer, I know that you won't want them labelled as such. Absolutely not a joke entry at all. And you've said that I'm a big fan. I am a big fan, and I really should have known that that was Gouda, who's Super Rob. <laughs> so you've outed me there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really fascinating act, and we will see them performing in semi-final number two when it comes later on this month. But shall we rewind a bit? You, you mentioned 
as you were kind of running through the headlines of the class of Melody Grand Prix 2024, we have got three former Norwegian Eurovision entries in Melody Grand Prix this year. Two that people will will know, and another that may be less well-known to our listeners. So obviously the two that are very well-known, Margaret Berger, who came fourth for Norway in 2013, obviously when the contest was previously in Malmö. And then, of course, Kaino returned to MGP for the third time. Obviously, they failed in their attempt to represent Norway back in 2021, but did so with Spirit in the Sky back in 2019. But, Callum, they're not the only ones. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The third one, uh, third returning Eurovision artist to this year's Melody Grand Prix, is a lady called Benedicta Adrian, who... Yeah, you might not know the name uh, initially. She's part of uh, Mistra, who are singing uh, Waltz of Death in this year's edition. And back in... Which sounds, sounds quite intense. It does a bit. It, ju- it does just a little bit, doesn't it? But back in 1984, she was part of the duo Dolly Deluxe, who represented Norway. She didn't do that well uh, in the duo. They, they came 17th uh, at the Eurovision Song Contest in 1984 when it was held in Luxembourg. Um, but yeah, she's the third returning artist um, from Norway's Eurovision past. Yeah, 17th out of 19, I just checked. So uh, hopefully she can, she Not can the best do better. No, hopefully she can do better uh, in Melody Grand Prix this year. Shall we talk about the act then that everyone is talking about, or rather the returner that everyone is talking about? That is Kaino. Because I think this is one of the worst kept secrets. And I don't think they really were keeping it a secret, were they? If you'd been looking across their their social media account over the last few days. So they're back. Are we happy about it? With the song Damn Diggida. We'll hear a bit of it in a sec. But, but, but Callum, are you happy to see them return? Yeah, 100%. I was talking to, to James a little bit earlier on. He cannot get his tongue around the pronunciation of this song. He might be practicing as we speak but yeah Kano back with Dam Diggada I'm really happy about this Rob I think you're really happy as well Kano have been such integral parts of the Eurovision community the Eurovision family since they first participated back in 2019 we saw them try again in 2021 and lose out quite narrowly to ticks in the end Um, but they're back now Uh, the song is it's electrifying really I don't know what other word to use for it initially hearing it I'm not sure it's a Eurovision winner but I don't think we can judge what is or isn't a Eurovision winner at this early part of the season Uh, the song is written by all three members of of Kano Tom Alexandra and Fred and it's also been written by uh, Alexander Olsen and Jakob Redster as well who both contributed to Monument in 2021 and Spirit in the Sky in 2019 as well. And I probably should uh, add as well that Redster had also contributed to uh, Cassiopeia's Melfest song in 2022, I Can't Get Enough. So he's got some good pedigree behind him as well. I think this is a great entry. And I think I, I don't think I'm stating the obvious here, but it's certainly one to watch for for the win in a few weeks' time. Good bop pedigree. I would say that's what he's got. Good bot pedigree. If you if you uh, take all the songs that he's been involved with at uh, at both, of course, Melody Festival and, and and Melody Grand Prix with Kano in the past. Let's have a listen.
bloody love it, mate. Callum, I'm going to leave that in. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> there you are. You heard Callum's real feelings about the song there. Real un- unfiltered when he thought the mics were down. But yeah, I love it. You were asking, you were looking for another word to describe it. And this, the word I would use to describe it and all of Kano's entries uh, in Melody Grand Prix. Fun. It's just fun. Don't take it too seriously. And I think that goes for the whole of, of Melody Grand Prix this year. There's a lot of up-tempo stuff in there. Yeah, there is still a bit of novelty in there. Is there a Eurovision winner in there? Like you said, probably too early to say. But there's a lot of up-tempo, fun, uplifting stuff in there. Do you want to head back to the Eurotrip archives, Callum? Absolutely. I don't think there's a, a bad time. I don't think there's ever a bad time to go into the archives, is there? I don't think so. Well, now is a particularly good time because uh, we spoke to Kino back in January 2021. So this was three years ago, terrifyingly. And this is just before they were about to return to Modi Grand Prix, of course, with Monument. But I was fascinated to hear back then when I spoke to them, how they came together. So how Tom, how Alexandra and Fred, how they all came together to become Kino. And this is what they told me. Uh, me and uh, my husband, Alex, we were in, in Portugal uh, during uh, Eurovision. And uh, that was just after I've been... Uh, I'd been in the Norwegian finals and didn't make it to Eurovision then. Uh, but that was when I met Alexandra and I, and I was so uh, amazed by her voice and also her prof- professionality. So I was I, like, I thought like after you, uh, Melody Gabriel, I thought, Hmm, it would be really cool to, uh, to do something with Alexandra. And uh, when in, during Eurovision, I was like, okay, if we're going to do this once again, like, go down there make like kind of like figure out how to make a eurovision hit <laughs> and i think like we spent some time uh, me and alex uh, down there like discussing a bit and then uh it had been a dream for me quite a while to uh to work with uh with a sami um songwriter and artist but then like never kind of found the right project or the right time and then um so i got uh, some I talked to a lot of friends I have that uh, that do yoik and um, work with other Sami artists, and they actually mentioned Fred as a Sami rapper because at that <laughs> we were we moved away from the yoik to the rap part. Though okay, like let's do a pop song with rap. So I I uh, got in touch with Fred, sent him an, uh, a message on Messenger asking if he would like to uh, win Eurovision. And then I got a reply with a, like an angry face emoji. And then he then replied a few hours later. And it was like, that was by mistake. Yeah, Fred, did you have to think about it for a while? <laughs> I had to think about it to win Eurovision, yeah. <laughs> no I, I way. Didn't, I didn't want to. Yeah, but I came home and I read the message. I was out uh, jogging and, uh, when he wrote to me. And I answered him later that night. And then we started collaborating online, like sending things back and forth. And we talked about it. And I knew all from the start that I really wanted uh, Alessandra in those projects. But she didn't know yet. No. <laughs> so, uh, so we finished because I, I didn't want to send her anything that wasn't because like to the le- like some kind of level that she would understand what we thought here because <laughs> we didn't know each other well. And suddenly a Sami guy and a, a bit older gentleman from uh, Christmas said, like, hey, do you want to be in a band with us? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, we have to show that this is something real. <laughs> a brilliant story. 
And it is great to have them back, Callum. I'm sure you will agree. Shall we move on? And shall we talk about Margaret Berger now? Fourth place at Eurovision in 2013 with I Feed You My Love. A surprise for me to see her back, Callum. This isn't a name that was particularly heavily rumoured in the in the weeks and days leading up to the announcement. No, definitely not a rumoured name. I know we did see earlier in the week that she'd put on social media that she was going to be releasing a song uh, on Friday. But I think everybody else in the Norwegian music industry was releasing a song on Friday as well. Um, but Margaret Berger didn't really get that traction from the Eurovision fans or the Melody Grand Prix fans to be one of these rumoured names to be participating. She had seemed to have sort of distanced herself from Eurovision and MGP over the past few years as well, um, which, I mean, it's not necessarily a surprise. She she, she did sort of kickstart the rebirth of Norway at Eurovision back in 2013 after a few, let's say, lean years after Alexander Rebak's win in 2009. So she is quite a big name in the, the Norwegian music industry. So I don't think it was a surprise that she was distancing herself from the competition. So you're absolutely right. It is a surprise to see her back. But the song is just as, shall we say, dark as I Feed You My Love was. I think this is exactly what we wanted from Margaret and another one to watch for the competition. We won't have to wait long to see her perform the song, of course. She is in the first semi-final, so in just a few weeks' time. Let's have a listen to Oblivion. And Callum, to take us into the break, we are now going to hear from Stig Carlson, who, of course, is Norway's head of delegation at the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, Callum, you've been speaking to him very, very recently, and it's some of that interview we're going to hear a bit of now. Why did you catch up with him and what are you up to, actually? What are your credentials to get on this here episode of the podcast in the first place? Yeah, I spoke to Stig in the gap between Christmas and New Year. He was taking some well-earned time off from producing this year's edition of Melody Grand Prix. Yeah, I'm working on a big project diving into the five Nordic countries' recent record at the Eurovision Song Contest. So I'm speaking to uh, heads of delegations, songwriters, artists, commentators, you name it. If they're involved in Eurovision in the Nordic countries, I'm speaking to them right now. So it was great to catch up with Stig uh, just a few days ago and... Yeah, we, we spent about an hour chatting about Norway over the past few years, and he gave, gave us some great stories, some of which you're about to hear. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hear more from Stig, some more of the interview in, in just a little bit. But actually, the first thing that I wanted to play, everyone listening to this, is, is Callum, when you asked Stig about how important it was to have the big names in Melody Grand Prix to bring that TV audience in to watch the show. We saw the audience dip for the show over recent years. It seems to have picked up again recently. Of course, big names involved means more eyes on TV sets. And obviously, that's what we've got in 2024 with Kino and Margaret Berger. So let's have a listen to what Stig said about the importance of having those big names in the competition. We're always, um, we always want to have like some headliners, you know, we need some big names to make the, um, the media interested to, you know, get the broad audience interested. So we're always hunting for artists that have an audience already. But of course it is hard to get, you know, big names because they're so busy with their 
success where they are and they they um might be afraid of being a part of a competition uh, people think it's difficult to compete in music every year we have big names you, every year we have artists that the public might think that wow are they going to be a part of this and and we're going to surprise people again this year hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So welcome back. This is a bonus episode of the Eurotrip Podcast as me and Callum Rowe, the man behind EurotripPodcast.com. Not James Rowe, who normally joins me here on the podcast because he is very busy. He's otherwise engaged doing a very, very important interview, which you'll be able to hear in a few days time. Callum, we've already run through some of the big names, some of the big returning artists, the big returning past Eurovision Norwegian representatives in the contest. So let's just spend a little bit of time now before we wrap up talking about some of the other artists that are probably worth a mention. And unfortunately, of course, there's 18 artists in Melody Grand Prix, so we're not going to get to all of them. Um, Should we stay in semi two, which is the state? Should we stay in semi two, which is the same semi as Super Rob and Erica Norwich that we mentioned earlier on? And uh, we've got a returning Melody Grand Prix finalist. Yeah, that's right. We've got Farida, who is in semi final number two. She first participated in Melody Grand Prix back in 2022 with the song Dangerous. She made it all the way to the final, so she's got great pedigree in the competition already. Uh, Eagle Eyed viewers as well might know that she also wrote uh, the song Tresco which participated in last year's edition, which I think was about a pair of clogs. You might have to fact check that one. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, she's um, she's she's been quite an integral part of Melody Grand Prix over the past couple of years. And earlier this week, she had teased that she was going to release a song uh, on Friday, but did deny that the song was going to be participating in MGP. So you had to take that one with a pinch of salt. But I think it's great to see some artists who didn't quite make the cut over the past couple of years coming back and giving it another good go. Yeah, let's have a quick listen to her song then. Uh, Callum, remind us of the name of her entry this year. The song is called Heartache. He's the heartache of my And Callum, before we wrap up today, it'd be good to talk about Norway's place in Eurovision, I think. Where do Norway sit right now? Because I know that's one thing that you spoke to, to Stig Carlsen, Norway's head of delegation, about. But before we do that, 
a couple of artists that are worth a mention in semi-final number three. So this is the same semi as, as Kino. Um, Maya with the song Green Lights. I think it's uh, I think you pronounce it as Maya. It's one of those annoying artists where all of all of the letters are capitalized. And I'm like, <laughs> do we say them all individually or is it all one name? Um, so Maya with the song Green Lights. Uh, Maya had a single called Dynasty in uh, 2015, I think it was. That has 161 million streams. Not a small song, that. That's enormous. I mean, that that caught me by surprise. Um, another artist with amazing pedigree. Oh, 161 million plays. That's 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 more than quite a lot of Eurovision songs get on Spotify, <laughs> isn't it? That's enormous. It's probably more pro- probably more than a lot of Eurovision winners, to be You're honest. Probably right. <laughs> and then, Callum, what's the other artist who you'd like to mention? Yeah, just a very quick honourable mention, shall we say, for Vida Villa, who is returning to Melody Grand Prix after six years away. Uh, he's competing with the song Mayor, which just means more. Uh, he last participated in 2018. Now, if you remember 2018, the lineup that year was absolutely stacked. It was the edition that Alexander Reback uh, won with That's How You Write a Song. But also in that edition, you had Ida Maria, you had... Alexander Volman, who had participated in Eurovision the year before. We had Tom Hugo. We had Alexander from Kano as well. So there was quite a lot of big names catching the attention. But Vida Villa, he he sang a song that year about his guitarist's mother. Make of that what you will. <laughs> um, but it's it's great to see him back as well. His song this year, like I said, is called Mayor. And it's I think it's such an infectious little pop song. He knows exactly what he's doing. There's a certain demographic who are going to love that song and another one who I think is going to sail through to the final. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So to wrap up then, Callum, let's have a look at kind of where Norway currently sit when it comes to Eurovision. Their, their recent Eurovision form and, and where we think they're at when it comes to the Eurovision Song Contest at the moment, whether we think they're getting things right. I mean, if I just read out all of their results from, from, from 2010. So 2010, when they hosted the contest, of course, they came in 20th, failed to qualify the following year. And then this is everything that's happened over the, over just over the last decade. Uh, they came last, of course, in 2012. Margaret Berger, aforementioned, came fourth in 2013. Then they came eighth two years in a row, 2014, 2015. Didn't qualify in 2016 when the contest was last hosted in Sweden. So hopefully that's uh, not a premonition for what will happen this year. Uh, Joust, of course, 2017 top 10, uh, came 10th. Alexander Ryback, we've just mentioned him before. He came 15th in 2018. Came 15th in the final, but interestingly won his semi-final, which I always think is a bizarre Eurovision stat. I can never get my head around that. I still don't understand how that happened. It's such an anomaly, isn't it? Really is. And then 2019, Kaino coming in sixth, winning the televote. Uh, Ulrika, of course, was going to represent them in 2020, but the contest was cancelled. And then Tix came 18th in 2021. Subwoofer 10th in 2022. And then Alessandra, fifth, of course, last year. So they've done very, very well recently. They've not often missed out on the top 10. And Alessandra were the top five last year. Does that mean that they're well-placed to, to go on and do better or as well in 2024? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, like I said, I've been speaking to Stig recently and even the, the poorer results, shall we say, in 2016, where they had a non-qualification and uh, 2021, where Tix uh, only managed 18th in the grand final. Stig was very pragmatic about what those results meant. He still celebrates them as successes because if you remember Agnetta in 2016, she was very... Uh, very unwell at the time she was um, performing at Eurovision 
And he still sees that as a success that they managed to get her through the whole Eurovision process. And again, with Tix as well, he, he sees that as sort of a, of a moment because Tix sort of, he was a very controversial artist in his younger days and then matured into a, a fine musician. And he really gave a platform to, to people like himself who were struggling with mental health problems. So Stig's been very pragmatic about what the poorer results really were you know they really were successful but i think norway are really well placed to really kick on now you know they've had a couple of top tens in a row they they've got a format that really works they've got songwriting camps that are taking place i mean songwriting camps let, let me say for melody grand prix 2025 are taking place in april this year before this year's edition of the Eurovision Song Contest. The Norwegians take this very, very seriously. They do want to win. They are proud of their very consistent record recently. But I think they're very, very well placed to kick on and start challenging Sweden for the, the, the glory that they've been dominating with over the past decade. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, let's hear Stig say that, shall we, in his own words. This is what Stig told you when you asked him how he feels about where Norway are at right now with Eurovision. I think we should have that number one now. I think it's about time that we get uh, get to do Eurovision uh, in Norway again. Um, that's the goal, and of course, that's the most um, that, that's what what we all are dreaming uh, of. Of course, maintain uh, what we built over the years. Now, Ma- maintain it interesting for a younger audience, uh, making sure that we're still. Uh, are able to make hits out of the songs that participate. You know, Alessandra had a global hit. You know, she streamed over 200 million times on different platforms. I think on Spotify alone, it's almost 200, uh, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's about making it as uh, important to people, uh, making it important to the younger audience, and also making sure that the music is not just the soundtrack of that one night, but but also um, becoming the soundtrack of people's lives. It really is interesting, isn't it, Callum, where Norway sit right now? He said they want to go for that number one spot to kind of almost topple Sweden as the, the leading Scandi nation at the contest. One thing that they will need to do to make that happen is to to win over the juries i think it's safe to say they have been very good have, have norway and nrk have been producing some televote winning songs or well, not televote winning other than kind of but you know what i mean winners in terms of very popular songs with the with the the viewing public at home but the the jury votes haven't often come in for them in as as high numbers they don't tend to replicate that success when it comes to the jury having heard the entries in 2024 Will the jury still be a bit of an issue for them this year if they if they qualify for the grand final? I think it might be. It's difficult to say at this point. We you know we there's a few songs that we think could do the job and and win Melody Grand Prix and go to Eurovision for Norway. But at this stage, I think it's very difficult to say if there's a let's say a jury winner among that selection. The way that NRK have set up the grand final of Melody Grand Prix this year is akin to what they really want Eurovision to look like. Yes, there's a televote but that is weighted 60% and there's an international jury, which is weighted just 40%. Now we know Stig Carlson is very keen to have that replicated at Eurovision. So I'm not too sure given the jury less weight at Melody Grand Prix is naturally going to help them find a song that will be favourable with a 50-50 split at Eurovision. I suppose it remains to be seen, you know, they might 
they might hit on with something here, but I think it's difficult to say at this at this early point. But I'm I'm a big fan of Norway. I think the you know they've had some unbelievably great songs at the contest over the past few years, and I think they're one of very few countries that simply deserve to win Eurovision with all of the effort that they put into their their national selection. Well, let us know what you think about the 18 competing entries in Melody Grand Prix this year. Do let us know. We're at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. or on TikTok as well, of course. And we're over on EurotripPodcast.com. And if you keep your eyes on EurotripPodcast.com, uh, Callum, I think it's safe to say you'll be very busy over the next few days because uh, that interview that James is doing that we've already mentioned might be one or two stories from that, do you reckon? Yeah, just one or two. It's a pretty big one. Keep your eyes on that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Callum, for being here. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'm sure we'll hear plenty more from you between now and, and Malmo, and then hopefully hopefully in Malmo as well, all things uh, all things well. My pleasure. I cannot wait. Bring on Malmo. Oh, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Don't forget, as well, if you want to support the podcast, buy me a coffee. Uh, you can. Not me specifically. The podcast. If you want to buy one on my behalf, feel free. Um, you can just give a, a couple of quid if you want to. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Eurotrip podcast. We'd really, really appreciate it if you've been enjoying our podcasts. And uh, from me, it's goodbye. And from Callum, it's goodbye. <laughs>